some bad stuff, man. That's some bad stuff. And I would like to apologize for all dads out there. We're sorry, but we're not going to stop, okay? Hey, we're really glad you're here. We've been in this series. Uh, we've been calling it just uh, Turn Up. Like, if you've been on a sports field, if you've been anywhere, you know, if you've been in the car, someone will say, I love that song, Turn It Up. Or maybe you've heard your coach. Okay, defense, we've got to turn up the defense. It's like, like you have to actually do something and, and move and do something a little more difficult. And we've been looking at some of the commands of Jesus and he tells us in life that we need to turn up. Now, sometimes when I say that, you're like, thanks so much, Jesus. Thanks, Brian. I've got more stuff I've got to do. Jesus is not saying, hey, this is more for you to do. He's saying, no, this is how we should live. So I want you to remember that as every week. We've been hitting some really hard things. Like Andy last week talked about going the extra mile. Man, that's really difficult, and we're not trying to put more on you. But Jesus is just saying this. That's how we live. That's how we roll. That's how we, we go through life is we go the extra mile for people and try to help them out. So tonight is another one that's just, uh, it's tough. It, it may be the toughest one. Uh, it probably is. Because tonight we're going to talk a lot about this. And maybe you don't have any, but I want to describe them a little bit. And you may have one of these uh, we, as we kind of classify it. And the word is enemy. Some of you may have an enemy. You may, you're thinking, well, I really have an enemy. It's not like Batman versus Choker or anything like that. You know, it's, it's not, I don't have a real enemy. Uh, but maybe you have this. Let's classify enemy kind of as this. Maybe you have this rival that is always going against you, and it's just like anytime you try to do something good, they have to do something greater. Maybe there's somebody in your life or your class or even your family, and they just love to embarrass you at any moment. Like they love to embarrass you. They love to do whatever they can to downplay you, and you, maybe you have this kind of people in life where their goal in life is to see you fall, to see you fail, to see you be embarrassed, to see you get laughed at, to see you be hurt, and maybe you have that type of person in your life. Anybody got an enemy, somebody in that category, one of those categories? A few people here tonight. Maybe you don't want to raise your hand. It's totally fine. I grew up, uh, the, one of the last, last enemies I can think of, I, I, as an adult, I don't, I just... I'm drawing a blank of maybe there's somebody in here who's my enemy and who hates me, but you're good at not showing it, so thank you. Um, but as an adult, I just, I don't know, I just, I try to love people, so when you love people, you don't have a whole lot of enemies. Maybe there's been somebody I've been a rival to, I don't know. I just don't feel like I have a lot of enemies anymore. But I remember when I was your age, I had a serious, serious enemy, and his name was Bobby Shaw. Bobby Shaw was, uh, I, was, I, was in, I grew up in a youth group just like you're here tonight, super small youth group, like um, the life group that I leave with my middle school guys, uh, we are bigger than, the, we're like the same size as our youth group. When I was in youth group uh, early on, I was the only middle school student that was ever involved, and everybody else was in high school, like the 10 or 15 that were really involved were in high school, so I was the only middle schooler, so I was kind of like... Um, the mascot for the high school group, right? You know what I'm saying? Like they'd go on trips camping and they'd let Brian come along because he's the mascot. And I got to do some cool stuff just because I was younger, eighth grade, you know, seventh, eighth grade. But there was just nobody else. So I got to do a lot of the cool things. One thing we did every Saturday, Sunday night is we played, uh, we always did like some sport before um, church. Back when I was in youth group in like the, the 90s, um, that's old, ain't it? Uh, back in the 90s, um, sports was like huge. Every youth group, you like, you'd show up and play basketball, football, sports, volleyball. That's what we did. So every Sunday night, mostly, we'd play football. It was just too in touch. It wasn't tackle or anything like that. But Bobby was a high schooler, and Bobby Shaw seemed to be like the one of the dudes, and you probably have this dude. You've met him before. Like when you're playing two-hand touch, 
he, when you're cutting, he wants to make sure once you've cut the ball, like it's a really rough two-hand touch. It's like push you to the ground two-hand touch. And that's what Bobby liked to do to me. I just kept noticing it, noticing it, noticing it. I'm like, he loved to kind of pick on me a little bit. Um, and then afterwards we played, we had a, a lit volleyball court, or lighted, I guess lit would be a whole different kind of volleyball court, um, especially in today's lang- lingo. Um, we had a, a lighted volleyball court. And he seemed to just love to spike the ball on me. I wasn't quite as tall, tall as I am now. Uh, I just, he, he just liked to pick on me. I remember one time playing football. It was this dramatic moment where he pushed me for the last time. And I finally got in his face and I said, Bobby, I just want to tell you, one day I'm going to be bigger than you. And I'm going to do the same thing you're doing to me when you're grown. And I told him that. And he laughed, you know, because I'm this little middle schooler punk, you know. Uh, He laughed about it and it was just crazy. Um, But I don't know who that person is for you. You know, I've kind of made this a funny thing, but in, really when you have an enemy or a rival or someone who wants to embarrass you or, or disrespect you in front of other people or, or hurt you, it's not a funny thing. Maybe it's somebody you know at school. Maybe it's a teammate, because sometimes teammates, you know, we think they're teammates, but man, they could turn out to be jerks and just clown us and make fun of us and, and do all kinds of things. Maybe it's somebody in your neighborhood. Maybe it's even somebody in your old family. And maybe you felt like saying, man, I hate that person. I cannot stand them. Maybe you've found yourself like wanting them to fail. Like you'd love for them to fall so you could laugh at them. You'd love for them to get benched so you could laugh at them. You'd love for them to get the lower grade so you could, you know, just run in and, and, and throw the party on them. Maybe it's somebody who constantly annoys you. Maybe it's that person who always is embarrassing you in public. And you just come to it in your head. You're saying, man, um, that person is... Is my enemy. As I look back at my enemy days, having enemies, like I said, I, I can't think of a whole lot of them as an adult. I, I think it's this. I had my share of enemies when I'm younger, but what I've learned is this, looking back at myself, is this, that instead, I think my enemies had a lot more uh, when it comes to this. When it comes to this, I think many times when it comes to enemies, it has a lot more to do with my own hurts and my own insecurities. Because when it came to sports, I was never the star, but I loved to play. But I never wanted to be shown up. I didn't want to be um, pushed around. I just, not something I liked or I wanted to be a part of. So I noticed in my own insecurities and my own hurts of me wanting to be accepted and me wanting to play well, I noticed that, that was, that's what was happening to me. And I noticed because he embarrassed me, because Bobby embarrassed me, that's why I began this, this dislike or this hate for him. You know, I, I wanted him to fail. I wanted him to fall down. Uh, maybe it's uh, the person who, who's hurt you in the past. And, and tonight we're just going to look at this and say, what the heck do we do with that person? What do we do with Bobby in our life? Not Bobby Kirk, because he's too nice. He'd never be an enemy to anybody. What do we do with? What do we do with the one person, or maybe there's a bunch of them who they, you just feel like it's their job to hurt you. It's their job to, to embarrass you. It's their job to rival you. Like, what do we do with them? This person who causes us pain and insecurity. These people we consider our enemies. I want to look at Matthew chapter 5 today. And one day Jesus was preaching to a crowd. 
It's called the Sermon on the Mount. He's up on this mount. He's preaching down to the people uh, in front of him, and he's preaching away. And in the middle of his talk, he says something that when we talk about enemies or rivals or people who are jerks to us, he, he says something crazy. And here's what he says. You've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. We've heard that one a lot, right? Love your enemy, and then we live, hate your neighbor. That's how we live, revenge, hurt them, whatever. But Jesus says something crazy here now. But I tell you, love your enemies. Now, as Jesus was preaching, I, I think I probably would have, if I would have been there, I would have probably been like, whoa, 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 Jesus, time out. What in the world are you telling me? You're, you, that's a little over the top, Jesus. These are people who have hurt me. These are people who have been my enemies for a season. Are they people who have been really bad to me, and you're telling me that I have to love them? That's what Jesus tells people. And maybe that's what you're thinking too. Maybe you've not, you've not heard this before from, from Scripture. Maybe you're like, what? I come to a church, and they're telling me to love the person who's been mean to me. What? I come to church, and they're telling me i got to love people who gossiped about me. What? I have to come and love people who have embarrassed me and belittled me and had given me all this grief and all these feelings that, that I have? Well, that's what Jesus is saying. That's what he's saying. I think actually if we were to look at people, if I, we would just look at our enemies for a minute, uh, we'd see that actually they're not really terrible people. They're actually sometimes people who are just like us. Bobby wasn't a terrible dude. But in that moment, I saw him as that. I saw him as somebody terrible, somebody who was, who was not like me. But when I look at my life and the way I've treated people, like I'm many times just like Bobby. I was a kid who sometimes would make fun of some other people. I was a kid who sometimes would belittle other people. And I'm like, man, I think he's this horrible person. But Brian, man, there's some times when you were just like him. You acted just like him. <clears throat> Maybe they've criticized us. Maybe they've hurt us. Maybe they've called us names. But they're still people. And they're still imperfect, imperfect people, but they're loved by God. So what do we do when we can't get along with that person? Maybe it's your stepmom. Maybe it's somebody who lives down the street. Maybe it's your brother or sister, and you are tired and tired of them running things, and you just feel like they're your enemy. Maybe it's that person who spread some nasty rumors about you. Maybe it's that friend who you thought, oh, yeah, they're going to have my back, but they just had your back so they could stab you in it. I mean, what do we do when we come across these types of people? Uh, what do we do? It seems like the logical thing to do would just be this. is like write those people off, ignore them, uh, pay them back. That's what we usually like to do. Like I told Bobby, one day I'm going to be bigger and it's going to be on and I'm going to push you around. Uh, that's many times how we react. And for some of us that makes sense. We think that's the natural thing to do is to react back, to strike back. But Jesus takes our enemy, and he flips, he flips it all upside down. And he invites us to do the same. Jesus invites us to do the exact same thing that he did for us. In your life group, you're going to look at this scripture a little later, and Jesus is going to talk about this. Like, it's not really impressive that you love people who love you. 
It's kind of what he says there. He's like, whoa, you love people, your mom and dad who love you, great. He says, no, I wish you'd love your enemies because even people who don't know Christ love people who love them. He's just not real impressed with that. Yes, he wants us to do that, but anyone can do that. I think loving your enemy is probably some of the hardest people in your life to love. Those people are the hardest in your life to love. But when Jesus says, hey, I want you to turn up, I want you to do life this way, he's saying this, that we need to love our enemies. And as I close and I just want to tell you this, Jesus is not asking you anything that he did not do. Because Jesus loves his enemies. If you look at Jesus on the cross, he actually showed us how to love our enemies. In Luke chapter 20, 23, this is what we find. Jesus' enemies have been such a bad enemy. You know, I got pushed around a little bit, called some names. But here's Jesus. His enemies have done this. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there. Like, they put him on a cross. That's how, how negative his enemies were. Along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And here's what Jesus says. If enemies have driven nails through his hands, have beat him the whole day beforehand, who've clowned him and called him names, king of the Jews, even put a plaque over his head to, to clown him in front of everybody, They've embarrassed him. Probably He was probably crucified without hardly any clothes at all on. And here's what Jesus says to his enemies. Here's the heart he has for his enemies. Father, he's praying here. Forgive them. For they don't know what they're doing. Jesus' enemies have strung him up on a cross. And Jesus says these words, literally why he's being killed by his enemies. He's being killed by them. He prays for them. He prays for them. It's just mind-blowing to me that Jesus can do this. Why in the world would Jesus do this? And why would he tell us to do the same? I mean, can't we just love our enemies by avoiding them? Can't we just love our enemies by staying away from them and never speaking their name again? by just not even thinking about them. Jesus says, no, this is what we do when it comes to our enemies. But we, we love them. And the first step to loving them is to do what Jesus did on the cross, is to pray for them. And I know that's hard. As you're thinking about that person tonight who's just been your rival, your enemy, or just been a real jerk to you. And probably the last thing you want to do is, is pray for that person who've hurt you, who maybe caused tears, who've maybe caused years of pain. Like it's probably the last thing that you want to do. But just because something hard, it does not mean that it's impossible to do. It doesn't mean that it's impossible to, to pray for your enemy, this person who's been a real jerk to you. Because Jesus, by praying for his enemies, showed us how one way we can love our enemies is to simply pray for them. Because here's what happens when we pray. When you begin to pray for a person, when you begin to really pray for somebody, when you really begin to talk to God about something, it begins to change your heart the way you feel about that person. My family, we pray for uh, four people by name every night. And I know this the longer I, me and my family pray for them in bed, at bedtime. Like, my heart gets bigger and bigger for those people. I already love them. But as I pray for them, like as we pray for them, I, I, even more, like I want good for them. I want God to heal them. I want God to move for them. And it, it does something. When we begin to pray, when we begin to talk to God, 
It changes our heart in the way we feel about people. We see them not just as jerks and enemies. That we begin to see them as people that God loves and that we should love. I did grow bigger than Bobby. I did. It's just the nature of the beast. He wasn't a really big guy, but when I was a middle schooler, he was a lot bigger. In high school, he was two years in front of me. I caught him. All right, I, I grew a little bigger than Bobby. But uh, instead of assaulting him like I wanted to do and embarrassing him, me and Bobby actually became friends. I, I, I learned a little bit myself. He, he became a little cooler. You know, we became friends, and it was an okay thing. We weren't best friends, but we were, we, we were cool. We were good. Loving your enemies is not easy. But Jesus loves us when we were his enemies. He loved us when we didn't deserve it. Our enemies don't deserve it, right? But Jesus loved us when we didn't deserve it. It's not fair that our enemy has done that to us. But, you know, when it comes to God's love, it wasn't fair. I don't deserve that. And that's the kind of love that will not only change you, but it changes the world. We have the kind of love that Jesus has. So I want to do something before we go to our life groups. And here's what I want to do. I want you to think of someone, and maybe you don't have one, that's okay. Pick somebody who's been maybe even a negative person in your life that's, that's on the spectrum of enemy. And we're going to take 10 seconds and we're going to pray for them. So I want you to think of somebody right now who maybe has embarrassed you, who you have a really negative thought about, who maybe has been a jerk to you, who maybe has hurt you, whatever it may be. You would put them on the spectrum of enemy. When Jesus says to love our enemies, we're going to start tonight, and for 10 seconds... I'm going to ask that the room get quiet, and I'm going to count quietly. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. I'm going to count the 10 quietly. And what I want you to do is I'm quietly counting. Is I want you to pray for your enemy. I just want you to pray for your enemy. So if you'll bow your heads, I'm going to quietly count the 10. Would you pray for that person or that person that you would call an enemy or you don't like them, whatever it be, on that spectrum, would you pray for them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Young people, I want to tell you what you did right there, what you just did, you were getting on the path right there to loving your enemies. You're on the path. You're, on the, you're at the very beginning of it. And it's a tough, tough path. But if you keep taking a few more steps and you keep praying for them, keep praying for those people that have just, that don't deserve it, that it hasn't been fair. That's how we love our enemies, like Jesus loved his enemies. As you go to your life groups this week, man, as you go leave tonight, man, I pray that you will turn up and you will love your enemies. You love your enemies. I'm going to pray and we're going to go to our uh, life groups. If you don't know which life group to go to, maybe you're new, and um, come talk to me and I'll make sure you get to the right place. And uh, we're only in life groups 10 or 15 minutes and it's uh, it's a cool thing. I'm going to pray and then we'll uh, go. Dear God, um, 
I know right now there's probably some people in here who have some serious, serious hate for their enemies. And it's, it's probably legit. It's probably true. They probably are, maybe they just are horrible people who've, who've hurt and who've embarrassed and who've called names. And God, they don't deserve love, but neither did we. God, would you help us to love people like you love people? And maybe the beginning of the path is simply tonight, we just prayed for him for 10 seconds, maybe tonight we can, we can do that again before we go to bed tonight. And maybe in the morning we get up, we can just say that name, that name we don't even want to say, and we can say, God, would you help me soften my heart? Would you help me love my enemy? Because God, I was your enemy, and you loved me. Lord, we thank you for the cross and what it means to us. We thank you that you gave us love that we didn't deserve. We thank you that you gave us forgiveness that we didn't deserve. Lord, we thank you for the cross. Help us to be people of the cross. Help us to do tough things, really hard things like loving our enemy. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name.